0: Hey, welcome to the Maybe You're Like Me podcast with me, Mike Burns. Listen, I know we're all more alike than we care to think. We've all got dreams. We've all got hopes. But sometimes we can feel a little alone trying to navigate in this crazy world we live in. So this podcast is all about you, and it's all about me and how maybe we're a little more alike than we care to think. Welcome to Maybe You're Like Me. On today's episode, we are talking to Rachel Van Blading. Rachel is an amazing country music artist, and we talk about a little bit of everything. We talk about me being bad at Halloween, all the way up to what it means to stay motivated and creative if you're trying to live a creative lifestyle. I loved this conversation, and I think you will too, talking to our new friend, Rachel Van Plating. Uh, Rachel, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to Maybe me. You're Like Me. This is so much fun. And uh, let's get this, let's get this party started. Yes, okay, let's do it. So uh, we're a few months into Maybe You're Like Me and it's been so fun getting to meet people a lot like you who are doing really cool things and kind of getting a peek behind the curtain, getting a mm-hmm. peek behind the uh, social filters and mm-hmm. just figuring out who people are. And yeah. so thank you for being here. First off, Thanks this for is a me. lot of fun for me. So <laughs> Same. All right. So uh, for those people who may be living under a rock or haven't had the Internet uh, since 1992 okay. yeah, and yeah. or haven't heard of Spotify. Right. Who is Rachel Van Plating? Give give us the the details.
1: Well, Rachel Van Plating uh, goes by Rachel at home and goes by Van when she leaves the house to play music. OK. Um, I am a multi instrumentalist, uh, singer, songwriter. I coined a new genre this summer. Fancy. Uh it's What's called that? Orange Blossom Country. Okay. I got tired of touring around all over the place and people thinking I was from Nashville or Texas. Gotcha. Um Anyway, that's like (laughs) tangential. There's going to be a lot of
0: that. (laughs) Um, Bring the heat.
1: Um, Yeah. And so I'm an artist. That's what I do. It's my full-time gig. Uh, And we also have four kids at home. That's awesome. Yeah. Four.
0: I've got two and like my hands are full. So.
1: It's been a lot since one. (laughs) Actually, it's been a lot. Um, How old are your kids now? They are 12, 10, and 6. Okay. So three girls and a boy. Whoa. Yes. Little bud. Yes. Where's the boy in the mix?
0: He's the last one. Oh, man. So God bless yes, him. Yes,
1: he is. <laughs> They're all very exciting people. Yeah, <laughs> they really, really are. My husband and I both work from home and travel. And so it's like this kind of cool tension. It's never boring. Like That's cool. Yeah, there's always something going on.
0: So are you slowly trying to turn your family into the Partridge family? Is no. Not even slightly? One of
1: me is enough.
0: Okay, sounds good.
1: But they're, you know, they're all like very music oriented. I mean, my husband like sings and dances in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. You know, and... They're all, they all really respond to music. My oldest plays ukulele. Okay. My second oldest has like a little electric guitar that she's been practicing a lot. So it's in there, but I'm not pushing that on them at all. It's a crazy life.
0: No Jackson five realness for you right now. (laughs) No,
1: I am enough for me to manage. (laughs) No thing. Actually, I could use a manager. Okay. (laughs) Uh,
0: If that is you asking me to be your manager, I'll think about it. Okay, cool. The pay is nothing. Okay. Well, then you've already doubled my salary. So that's fantastic. Great. Um, yeah. Let's go ahead and put a pin in that because I have a hard time managing myself. So mm. we'll get there. I, okay. I believe in us. We're going to make this happen. Okay. So. <laughs> all right. So you are a mom, a, mm. uh, a singer songwriter, m- defying genres, just making things happen. Yeah. Um, but here on the podcast, uh, it's all about getting past the filters. Yeah. But if we're going to get past the filters, we got to start with the filters, sure, and sure. so if somebody's just following you on Instagram or on um, Be Real, who are they going to see?
1: Uh, well, okay. So my Instagram has all the music stuff on it, mm-hmm. um, and anybody I'm working with. Now, if you watch my stories, okay, that's like a little. Ooh. Closer, okay. Like you'll get, like you'll get some selfies in there. You'll get kid footage, okay, in the stories. <laughs> um, but my Instagram is, you know, more geared toward that. My Facebook is like a mishmash of <laughs> whatever that even is, right? I'm what pretty even sure is that's Facebook? everyone's Facebooks yeah, at this point. So. Yeah, and then my Twitter. There's more cussing on my Twitter for sure. Okay, so, so. if you're here for that.
0: Yeah. If you're here for Twitter version of van, this is maybe not the place for you. Yeah. Don't,
1: don't do that. Yeah, We're
0: watching you. We got the bleeper on, on lock. We're (laughs) ready to, to bleep you at any point. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, and the TikTok is semi dead. So
0: ah, well, sorry TikTok. Uh, have you done the savage dance on TikTok? No, but you I've gotta seen it. You got to give the people what they want.
1: I know. And the corn guy. Ah, the corn big kid. Thing. Corn uh, kid.
0: Yeah, it's corn. It's a big lump of knobs. <laughs> it's got the juice. Well, yeah. Um. Yeah, that's fantastic.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know.
0: <laughs> oh, all these youngsters on their TikToks. I let's be honest. I spend way too much time on TikTok. Mm. It. It's just a time suck. Like I could be there and then lost hours and not oh, have known. Oh, for
1: sure. You don't know where you are anymore. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I started and my face was clean shaven and then yeah. come back. Is uh, that Rumple Stiltskin? No, right. no, Rumple Stiltskin. It's, oh, what's oh. that classic novel? Oh, no. If you're listening, please uh, leave in the Uh, comments the name. Hey, if you're in the comments, go ahead and thank Rachel for remembering elementary literature for you because it just saved me. I, I would have stayed up till about three in the morning trying to figure it out. So thank you for, for saving I have us I that mental
1: picture of the guy and like all the little people like mm-hmm. tying him down, which is probably creepy. No, that was what was in my head.
0: But I, I was thinking of um the Jack Black version of that. So, oh, right. And you can't get wrong with the Jack Black that's version true. of anything. So, mm-hmm. all right. So uh, here on the podcast, we do things in a couple rounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, this first round is called the first date round. Mm-hmm. Um, And I haven't been on a first date in a while, Me but that's oh, good. Um, But uh, on a first date, I think the best thing to do is ask uh, questions, but not just ask questions, but ask the right questions. Yeah. And so here, I just want to ask you a couple of questions. Mm -hmm. These are more fun, more get to know you. So it's not crazy serious. So, um, you don't need to have like a whole thesis written for any of these, but it's okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So we are getting close to Halloween time. It is Mm -hmm. spooky season officially. And so I just want to know, are you a Halloween person? So here's the thing. Bring the heat. I am
1: a hundred percent in for Halloween now. Okay but I grew up Southern Baptist in the 80s and 90s. Okay. So Halloween was a no, but I know where this is going. What you got? So I have some pretty cool costumes in my history
0: that aren't Halloween. (laughs) Okay. What you got?
1: So weirdly, uh, our friend group in college, we started doing these costume parties just for fun. It wasn't like cosplay. It wasn't like, and not that there's anything wrong with that. It wasn't like a furries thing. None of that. Nope. But it was, (laughs) but we would come up with like a random theme and you could dress up as anything in the theme for the party. Okay. So, um, one theme was a Tim Burton. Uh, we did Tim Burton costumes. Okay. That's fun. And you could be any Tim Burton character. And so I was Lydia from Beetlejuice. Okay. And, um, (laughs) my husband was Beetlejuice. That's fun. Aaron was Edward Scissorhands and... We had to take his blades away actually
0: okay. late in the night because <laughs> he can't be you, trusted. Yeah.
1: Um, and yeah. And then we had other things. We had a Wes Anderson themed party. Oh, that's
0: fun. And Who were you on that one? Margot Tenenbaum. Oh, good choice. It
1: was really good too. Cause my bandmate, Adam looked a lot like Luke Wilson okay. in the Richie stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we kind of paired up for the costume and with uh-huh. some pretty priceless pictures. Uh, so it's probably a good ones.
0: Uh- OK, so those are some good ones. Do you have any that like you just don't want to admit you ever did? They were horrible, real bad.
1: I feel like anytime we had like a school related something, mm-hmm. it was always thrown together. Like I look back at pictures from like mismatched dances and uh-huh. stuff, and I'm like, I didn't even try. <laughs> like, it's not even cool or funny or. Yeah, it was just like. Ugh. You know, so it's probably my bummer ones.
0: So you and I were actually kind of alike growing up. We weren't big trick or treaters. Yeah. Um, uh, we were always like, my parents worked at a church. And so we were at church on Halloween, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, And so I didn't trick or treat ever, but kind of like you uh, mm. in college and after college, my friends threw like costume parties yeah. and like, not again, not even for Halloween, just like it's just a, for fun. Yeah. It's Thursday. We're yeah. going to have a, we're going to have a costume party. Yeah. And so my favorite thing was to do it the wrong way. And yeah. so uh, my favorite one is probably my best and worst was my friend threw a pirate and princess party. <laughs> and so I think it was a surprise party for a friend or something, yeah. but everybody showed up in pirate and princess stuff. And I don't know why, but I decided to go as a robot. And Perfect. so we're <laughs> like
1: off topic, very completely
0: more of a space pirate than anything. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. So we are both bad at Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get them next time. Yeah. Uh, is, where does Halloween fall in the rankings of your favorite, favorite yeah. uh, holidays?
1: I love it now. Yeah. I mean, my kids get really into dressing up and we're not the parents who are really super crafty with those things. There's okay. four of them. Yeah. So, like for us to be crazy dedicated to four different costumes yeah. would just be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Or I'm sure someone out there does it really yeah. well, but not me. Um, but <laughs> they'll pick like a theme sometimes. and Sometimes it's a group theme. So like one year. We did a Peter Pan. Oh, that's fun. And I was Captain Hook. Okay. And that was actually one of my favorite costumes in recent history. My daughter was Peter Pan. She was really into it. And then they're all different, you know, characters.
0: Did anybody have to be the crocodile?
1: Uh, she tried to talk Jack into doing it <laughs> and he, instead he was, was what's Captain Hook's first mate? Why can't I think of it? Uh, Smee? Yeah. He was
0: that, which is <laughs> silly. Yeah. Now are we talking a uh, classic Disney animated version or uh Robin Williams hook version?
1: It was, it was the Disney animated version, which okay. is actually really not politically correct. Like at
0: all. You know, you can't win them all. <laughs>
1: We watched that about a year ago, and I was like, <gasps> for half the movie, I'm like I can't believe, I can't believe this is here.
0: As Bob Dylan once said, "The times they're a changin'." Yeah, so. it's the
1: truth. It's the truth. But the costumes were great.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, um, uh, another question for you: mm-hmm. uh, We both live in America. Um, mm-hmm. I've traveled uh, a lot around a lot of the states. Mm-hmm. Are you a big traveler?
1: I am not as much as I would like to be, but yeah. I am. Yeah, yeah for, for sure. sure.
0: All right. So uh, in America, is there a landmark that you want to see in your life? And mm-hmm. uh, which one is it? Where, where are you wanted to go?
1: Well, there's two places that I haven't been yet that I want to go. I've never been to Yellowstone. Okay. Which seems ridiculous to me because I've been all around that area, but never there. Okay. Um, You know, to see like the geysers and just all that cool stuff. Uh Um, And then I've always wanted to go cliff jumping in the glacier lakes in Montana. Okay. But I've never done it yet.
0: That sounds intense.
1: Yeah, it probably would be. (laughs) And Jack is like a hard no on that, which is why I haven't gotten to go yet. Just because I don't want to do it by myself, sure. really. Uh-huh. Jumping off a cliff by yourself seems like a bad idea.
0: I don't know. You, ne- you <laughs> never know. So I'm, I'm just piecing together things right now. Uh, between you and your husband, are you the more uh, thrill uh, seeker and he's more risk adverse? Is that what I'm picking up I on? I don't
1: know. It just depends on the situation. It's very specific. He hates heights. Okay. Like we're both big hikers. He uh, does a lot of cycling. That's cool. You know, yeah. um, bouldering and stuff we're fine with. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't want to jump off of something okay. and stare at a possible like death. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't mind climbing up. Uh huh. It's just jumping off wouldn't be cool.
0: All right. So let's play a quick round of <laughs> would your husband do this or not? <laughs> sure. All right. Here we go. Number one, would he go skydiving? No. Would he go bungee jumping?
1: Absolutely not.
0: Uh, would he go deep sea diving? Yes. Uh, would he arm wrestle Hulk Hogan?
1: He'd think about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So it really does seem to be, uh, what about hot air ballooning? Would he do that?
1: I think he'd do that. Okay. I think he'd do that. Yeah. That sounds yeah. fun.
0: Okay. Uh, I feel like me and your husband are a little bit similar. I I don't mind heights completely, but I still wouldn't do bungee jumping. Yeah. Yeah. That is yeah, not, yeah, Yeah. I don't, that's like the one thing that I'm like, eh, yeah. eh. you just yeah. hear horror stories about yeah, that. Yeah. So. It's true. That's true. Although there's some mornings like when I sleep wrong and my back hurts yeah. that I really think it'd be fun to bungee jump, um, like with my feet attached and then it would just like, probably
1: just fix some things, fix all right? the alignment. That sounds yeah.
0: fantastic. Yeah. So I'm just getting just old. close
1: your eyes <laughs> and just let it happen.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. So those places sound cool to go to too. I don't know if I, I, I like, if I was like egged into it, I think I would cliff dive too, Yeah. but I'm not, I'm not positive. So yeah. I'm, you know, let's just go ahead and say I would do it. That sounds good. Okay. Um, as far as me goes, I've traveled a little bit, but I don't, as an adult, I've never seen the Grand Canyon and so gorgeous. Ah, see, that's making me want to go more. The, I've had a couple of friends in the last few years that have gone to, uh, like all over that area yeah, and they've gotten to see the Grand Canyon and it just sounds so beautiful.
1: Yeah. And you used to be able to camp. I don't think you can camp in the caverns like right there anymore, but it used to be they would bring down a whole group. You'd camp overnight, Uh, but I guess just, you know, too much wear and tear on like one of the wonders of the world. (laughs) (laughs) They decide not to do it. You know, it's
0: made it a few years. I think it's going to be okay for now. All right. So uh, you are a musician, you're a songwriter um, and you do things like, what is your go-to car song?
1: This is, uh, this is hard for me it depends on my mood. So right now I'm really diving into some different sounds as inspiration for my next record. Uh And so an album I keep coming back to is Tom Petty's Wildflowers album. Yeah. So any song off of that record is going to be popping on like right away.
0: Now, are you like in your car? Like do people that are beside you in a neighboring car, do they think you're crazy? Like, are you belting it out the whole time?
1: If I'm playing my uh, vocal warm up playlist? Absolutely. I look completely insane.
0: (laughs) Is it like the... (laughs) There's some of
1: that. There's also like, there's some Brandy Carlisle in there. There's some... Like there's some exercises and then there's all these different songs that I use to work different parts of my voice. Sure. <laughs> um, and that looks weird in the car.
0: For all right. sure. I don't know if you know this about me. I'm slightly musical. Um, like I did I, not know that. Yeah. See, um, I can play a little guitar and mm-hmm. uh, I, I can noodle. Like mm-hmm. I, I can. I'm dangerous. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've, I've never learned how to sing properly. Mm-hmm. And so when I sing, I know I'm doing damage mm-hmm. and I just do it anyway. So, but it, it's far and few in between these days. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not going to hurt anything. It's not going to, there's probably not nodules growing right now or anything. <laughs> so I think I'll be okay for now. So, um, so Tom Petty, that's a good choice. Um, mm-hmm. mine's an odd one. Uh, did you ever watch the TV show Friday Night Lights? I know about it. Okay. Um, You don't have to know about the TV show to know this. Uh, In one of the first seasons, they win a really big football game. Mm -hmm. And the town that they're in throws them like a mini parade. Mm -hmm. And there's this song by a guy named Tony Luca. Mm -hmm. um, And it's called Devil Town. And my wife will not listen to it anymore. It's like
1: your jam. It is. It's it's my
0: personal jam. Like, I've got a few... Um, Like that's one of them. Another one that like my wife is almost forbade at this point, but you can't get enough of it is uh, Two Princes by The Spin Doctors. That's a classic. You can't go wrong with The Spin Doctors. That's classic. Yeah. Uh, When they started scatting in the middle there, that's that Mm -hmm. was just made for me. So So ridiculous. I hope we don't get copyrighted for that because (laughs) it sounded so much like it. Oh man, I almost made her spit water out of her <laughs> nose. Sorry about that. That was on me. It's okay. All right. So that was the first date round. Um, it's just fun. To get to know you. You learn some things about me. Yeah. I learned some things about you. We're both bad at costumes. So congratulations yeah. Yeah. on that. Yeah, We'll get them next time. All right. So this next round is what we call the slow round. These are a little bit more, okay. uh, a little bit more heart than mm-hmm. uh, just random knowledge, but it's to try to get to know you a little bit better mm-hmm. and a little bit further past what anybody could just see and mm-hmm. ask normally. So, all right. So here's something that uh, I've been thinking about a lot recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see posts online. It's like, these are five foods you can't get anymore. And it's right. like surge and stuff. Yeah. Um, but what's something you're nostalgic for?
1: I am a hundred percent nostalgic for this feeling of presence. Yeah. Like presentness. Yeah. You know, my childhood was that transitional time between like analog and the digital age, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think back to like, when, if I was just sitting here with you, like I wouldn't have a phone in my pocket that was going off and I wouldn't have like the world kind of screaming at me, Yeah, you know, it's like your mind isn't just here. Your mind is in all these different places all over the world all day long. And I really miss that. Like feeling of like slow, you know, just being fully where I am. I try to take like breaks during the day, but you can't go back in history. Yeah. When that's just how life was, you know? Yeah. So that's my thing. For okay. Sure.
0: Yeah. I, I feel you like not being able to be present mm-hmm. is something and like, I feel myself getting more and more distracted.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like I notice it in my kids. Like they'll sit down to watch a video on YouTube or on, mm-hmm. on one of the streaming things and about two minutes in, they're going to change it to the next video. And it's like, Whoa, yeah. whoa we, we were just yeah. getting into that. Yeah. And it's so easy to just feel more and more distracted and to need yeah. your attention pulled different places. And-
1: right. And it like breeds this kind of anxiety, this underneath things, because you're never going to be enough in all those places. Yeah one time. And so it's just really interesting.
0: Yeah. It it really is. I totally feel you on like, if I was going to be really honest, that's kind of my answer too. It's Mm -hmm. that like to just fully be present in one, one spot. Mm -hmm. That's tough. So yeah. (laughs) Have you figured it out yet?
1: No, I'm trying. I mean, I'm trying to like, check my, you know, it's hard when your work is tied to social media, like mine is, Mm -hmm. it is tough to like, just make yourself put it down for a while, Mm -hmm. you know? So I'm trying to learn little patterns. Like if I'm posting something, keep the phone by me for like an hour and interact with people, Yeah, but then close the app, go do something else. Or like even just simple things like reading a book. If I'm really, like, if I'm really busy with work, I find especially like if I'm doing a lot of stuff at one time, I can't even focus on reading a chapter of a book. You know what I mean? Like I have to stop and just reset everything. Yeah. So I'm trying, I feel thankful to even be aware of it, you know? Um, so hopefully, hopefully next time we chat, (laughs) I will have grown in that area.
0: (laughs) I, I believe in you. You got this. No, it's something that I think we're all working on. There's been times where Um, I'll just notice myself being distracted from my kids or from my family. For sure. And so I'm like that, that's when it, for me, it gets Mm -hmm. too much. Like my kids are at a stage in their life where they're recognizing if my attention is, Mm -hmm. is pulled away from them. And so I've done things where I've, um, basically bricked my phone, except for phone calls and text messages. Yeah. And, um, like, I don't want to admit it, but it was really tough. Right. Yeah. Like to be pulled away from that. And so. Uh, The more and more I do it, like the easier it gets, like the more you practice and do anything, the easier it gets, but it's still tough in the beginning and honestly tough through and like through all all time.
1: Yeah, for sure. Just
0: trying to regain that focus that you had on Mm -hmm. what's important. Mm -hmm. And so it's cool that you're, you're thinking about it and working on it too. So good job.
1: Thank you. You too.
0: Oh, shucks. (laughs) All right. So uh, next question is what is something, uh, what's a piece of advice that you've been uh, given that really made a difference in your life?
1: So this is an interesting, I was glad you actually sent me, uh, sent me some of these to just think about, cause I just opened it real quick around lunchtime. So I have a curveball answer for this one too. I, the one thing that has made the biggest difference in my life to where I am now actually isn't a piece of advice. It was following an impulse, hmm. uh, following the impulse to dive in and write music again. After nearly a decade away. And it was actually against the advice of most of the people who were in my life. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But that one thing, like following that little, that tug in my heart toward it. I mean, I was, I was like a different human being at that point in my life. I was so weighed down um, with like expectations that weren't of my own making and that weren't like what I was made for. You know. Yeah. And I just felt heavier and heavier and heavier. And I I started just feeling this like it wasn't like a desire. It's I think it's easy, you know, um, for people to assume that creativity is fun Mm -hmm. and sometimes it is fun. A lot of performing is fun. Yeah. But when you've spent nine years away from the road. And you've been playing other people's worship songs every week for nine years. Yeah. And, you know, everything in you has been this way. I'd been borderline disassociated from my creative self for a long, long, long time. Yeah. So it was against all of the advice Mm -hmm. that I finally sat down at the piano in 2018. And it was kind of like I kind of like shook my fist at God, I guess. I was like, fine, I'm going to sit down and do it. And I sat down and that was the beginning to where I am now. Yeah. And I'm spiritually healthier. I'm emotionally healthier. I'm a better mom. I'm more alive and awake. I, and so that would be my kind of weird, not really an answer to that. <laughs> but, it, you know, the the core question there is what's made the biggest difference? Yeah. You know, and it was like following my design into yeah. what I'm made to do. And because I'm doing that now, my whole world is different. Yeah. So that's been really, really huge.
0: Yeah. I can see like from anybody else's outsider perspective, like wanting to veer you away from a non-safe path, yes, like, exactly. being creative and going out on your own yeah. is a not safe path. Yeah. And so I don't discredit your friends or yeah. family or whoever yeah, yeah. was giving you advice to yeah. not pursue it.
1: They loved me, but they didn't know what was on the other side. You yeah. know, they, lo- they loved who they thought that I was too. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't accurate. Because I hadn't been sharing all of who I was for years. So it's kind of wild.
0: Yeah. Sometimes like we have, we've got these dreams and hopes and ambitions. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that's kind of what started this whole thing was I had this, uh, I had and have this dream to uh, write a book that Mm -hmm. helps people the way that some books in my life have Mm -hmm. helped me. And so I started down this path and I started writing and Uh, then I, I kind of got to a point where I I just, I didn't know what to do next. And so, Mm -hmm. um, the title of the book uh, is going to be, maybe you're like me. Mm -hmm. And so I started thinking like, there's people out there that are having, uh, they've got dreams, they've got hopes, Mm -hmm. they've got so much inside them Mm -hmm. that they want to take that next step. They want to do that thing. And they stop them just because of the voices in their own head or the external voices. And so, there is, there's so much to having those conversations with people that get it and mm-hmm. that are in it for you. Absolutely, and so, um, I think it's fun that even though it wasn't the easy step, yeah, it, it's the next step that you took, and yeah. so taking those next steps. Isn't always easy. No, it's
1: terrifying.
0: Yeah. It's super fun though.
1: (laughs) It's terrifying and exhilarating and expensive if you're a musician. Absolutely. And you're any creative person. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that, and you know, and then along the way, like people met me kind of along the way, Mm -hmm. once I started doing the big, scary things all the time, you know, and I had like, I had a co-writer who would say, there's no wrong answer. You're a good writer. Why are you editing while you're writing that kind of stuff, you yeah. know? And I realized, oh my gosh, I've programmed myself to be so self-critical that I can't finish something because yeah. I'm trying to fix it while I'm making it. you yeah. can't do that. You have to make something and then take a step back, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's been a really cool journey and, I'm, and that's a hundred percent tied to my humanity. And I'm so thankful. Mm-hmm. So thankful for that.
0: Yeah. The, it's fun. The, once you start taking the steps, the people and the, the things that come into your life. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, it's just from taking those initial steps. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, Absolutely. If I hadn't sat down at the piano, however many years ago, almost four years ago now, I wouldn't be spending a week at Americana Fest next week, playing shows with some of the most awesome artists that there are, you know what I mean? Like, and it's Mm -hmm. just all that journey. And, and, And you're never not terrified. Like there's never, you know, you might have like, you know, a week or two of coasting, right. Where you feel like you kind of know what's going on, but then boom, an opportunity comes. And usually when an opportunity comes, it also equals a lot of work and doing stuff you've never done before in front of a bunch of
0: people. Yeah. And that's just part of growth. Okay. So, yeah. So scary things uh, and there's big things that happen. Mm -hmm. Just, just wondering, uh, there's been a few things that I've done like in this podcaster and all this stuff where I like. I thought that it was going to be the scariest thing. Mm-hmm. And then when it came down to it, it wasn't bad at all. Totally
1: fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you
0: had any of those? Oh, for sure. <laughs> for
1: sure. Quite often, quite often the, you know, I feel like there's some famous quote about that. It's like the thing you're scared of yeah. is really not half as bad as the actual experience. <laughs> Seriously. Of you build it up in your mind. Oh,
0: man. I like sometimes the dumb, scariest things that I've done have just been sending emails to people mm-hmm. and I'll send an email. I'm like, oh, man. But like I've built up in my head to be this mountain when mm-hmm. it was just hitting send. Right. And the other person on the other side of it, they it's it's a Tuesday to them. They don't right. care. It's not right. it's right. not earth shattering for right. them at all. And so and I've just realized that literally the worst thing people can do is say no. Absolutely. Or like that in my brain, I've got it. The worst thing they can do is say no. The medium thing they can do is not respond. <laughs> and right, then right. the best thing that happens is they say yes. And, yeah. or sometimes even the no is probably a great yes. So yeah. Um, yeah, there's, it's just a lot of fun, like, cause you get on the other side of it and you're like, that wasn't that bad.
1: Yeah. That wasn't that bad. And then it's like on to the next. And if you keep, if you keep being open to saying yes to things, you keep being overwhelmed, but you grow, Mm -hmm. you know, you grow proportionally every single time. And I think that's such a gift.
0: (laughs) Even funny things like asking people to be on a podcast. I was like, I'm going to send this lady uh, a a message on Facebook. Uh I hope she says yes. And (laughs) Thankfully you did. Thank you for being here. Well, I was
1: excited to do something at home. I haven't gotten to do that many things here at home. Really? That's not like a diss on anyone here in Lakeland. (laughs) It's just like it's it's fun to be, you know, doing something that's based here in my
0: community. Yeah, Uh, for everybody listening, not watching, we are not in her home right now. Uh, I don't know if that matters at all.
1: I don't (laughs) even know why I said that. (laughs) Home means Lakeland. Home means Lakeland. (laughs)
0: Yeah. No. Okay. Just
1: (laughs) just to clarify.
0: Yeah. All right. So one more thing, and uh, in this low around here, and uh, it's this. Uh, you are in a creative work, Mm -hmm. like you're doing creative things, you're writing, you're Mm -hmm. producing, you're doing so many things. What's keeping you creative? What's keeping you writing?
1: Uh, The act of doing it. Yeah. Kind of. uh, It's a sort of a self-sustaining cycle. Yeah. You know, um, and community. Hmm. Uh, I have been really blessed since, you know, the beginning of this solo artist journey for me when like, I didn't know anybody. Yeah and didn't know what I was doing and all of that. It was, everything was overwhelming and everything was scary to now where I have friends all over the world and uh, all over the country that are all making art and they're like, it's their job and they're dedicated to it. And lots of people have side hustles. There's nothing wrong yeah. with that at mm-hmm. all. You know, um, it's expensive to be a creative person. So <laughs> some, you got to eat somehow. <laughs> but I know people who are just in it and we bounce ideas off of each other. And then just also the discipline of, you know, not letting a day I don't feel like picking up a guitar mean I don't do something Creative. Yeah. I do something creative every day. That's awesome. You know, Um, and it doesn't have to necessarily be for all day. Yeah. Just do something to awaken that part of myself.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And so it. Yeah, it sounds like a, a bodybuilder. I obviously have the physique mm-hmm. of said bodybuilder, but uh, it's one of the things that you just gotta get out and do it. The more you mm-hmm. actually put in the work, the better things are. So
1: Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. that's awesome.
0: Um. Yeah. So- I. I don't know if I have like. I catch myself sometimes uh, whether it's something that's going to be hard or something Mm -hmm. that uh, I'm scared to do. Like I too often I talk myself out of doing the thing Yeah, and I'm just like, just knowing that I've got people behind me. um, I've got deadlines coming. Deadlines
1: are super helpful for productivity. (laughs) They really are. They it's, it's true.
0: Are you a procrastinator?
1: No, I am an obsessive preparer. Okay. So if I have a deadline, Uh I'm like, In it, from you could ask this another thing. You ask my husband, and he'll be like, "Oh my gosh!" (laughs) She'll start practicing like four months in advance for you know, because part of that's because I grew. I'm a violinist, but Uh like that's my.
0: Is that your safe? It's my trauma.
1: It's (laughs) my curse. It's my gift.
0: All right, so (laughs) this is this is similar but not the same. If you were going on a trip, Mm -hmm. how how many days before the trip do you start packing? I'd, if you're a pre- preparer,
1: um, I'm not a preparer for that.
0: Okay, <laughs> we're at least similar on that. It's like 30 minutes before we're leaving. My wife's like, "Babe, you have not packed yet." Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm usually like a night before a trip, stay up later than I should, and Absolutely. then I still underpack usually. <laughs> and Jack's like, "You had so much time." But then, if it's music or if it's like mm-hmm. something like preparing for a recording session, sure. it's like I'm. I'm obsessing. Like, I'm like, there's no way it's all going to get done. And it's six months away. Like, that's me.
0: (laughs) That's that's probably better than my approach to it. My approach is if you wait to the last minute, it only takes a minute to do. And so um, I am chronically the person that, like, I will stay up till uh, when I was in college. I would pull all nighters the night before they, like if a teacher ever said you can't do this term paper in one night, that was like my awakening. Yeah. Let's go. You're like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And that's, that's the night where I would just put on two princes by the spin doctor on Mm -hmm. repeat. Mm -hmm. And I would tell myself, if you go to, uh, if you finish this project, you can turn two princes by the spin doctors off and go to bed. Mm -hmm. But I would just keep on repeating and keep Mm -hmm. going until I got it done. So I love a good deadline right at the end of it. So you
1: know, I will say as a caveat to, to what I already said, is that every once in a while I'll get like a curveball in a high pressure situation? Ooh. Like for instance, a few weeks ago, um, I was booked to play like a broadcast style performance with a full band. I don't play with a full band that often, mm-hmm. I, uh, and but I do have my go to people, you sure. know. And um, my drummer got injured pretty bad. Oh no, he's okay now. Oh good. But at the time he was like out of commission.
0: Okay. It wasn't going to happen.
1: And it was just a couple days before. And a broadcast performance, like you can't edit, you don't go back. Like there's only one.
0: Yeah, you get a take.
1: You get a take, you know? And it's an hour long full band set.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. And it was
1: like four days before the show. Oh, no. And I'm an over preparer. (laughs) Rut (laughs) row. So I was not in a great place. Um, and thankfully I, te- I texted a friend of mine, the only person that I knew that would be able to pull that off on one practice uh-huh. and he came a- and we had one practice here at Johnson Sound on Cumby road. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, pulled off that show. And I will say that every once in a while when something like that happens, it ends up being better than you would have imagined it, mm-hmm. you know, if it had all gone to plan because there was like a spontaneousness to that performance. Yeah simply because three of the no two of the people that played with me had never played with me like oh, wow. before oh okay yeah
0: you know just the, just asking and yeah. you, i need you to be gut level honest with me yeah did the drummer accidentally play one of the songs three times too fast and did this really happen or are you trying to tell me that you're living the life of that thing you do Wait, the what? movie uh have you ever seen the movie That Thing You Do? I haven't. It's been so long. Oh, in the very beginning, the drummer uh, falls and breaks his arm. And so they get a new drummer. Oh, I remember that now. That's, that's, no, that's, that's the whole thing. happened. I am so sorry, everyone listening. That was a spoiler alert for That Thing You Do. I think it came out 20 years ago. So that was a good movie. That's a fantastic Tom movie. Tom
1: Hanks, the manager in that movie. He
0: sure is. So there's a reason to watch it right there. He's his name is Mr. White. That is uh, one of my. So,
1: yeah, that's kind of eyes. what happened. Yeah. Reed busted his arm. My other friend had to come through and thankfully he was in the country. He travels for work a lot. So save the day. That's yeah, fantastic. Totally did.
0: And that it's, it's also fun having friends in the, in the biz. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, while we're talking about performing, I've been yeah. like, I didn't add this to the questions I wanted to in hindsight, um, but I'm just going to ask now because I can. Sure. Um, do you have any just fantastically like embarrassing stage moments
1: Oh, I'm sure I have a ton of those. <laughs> um, I mean, anytime when no one shows up, that's embarrassing.
0: Oh, it's it's just a good practice session. Good,
1: good practice. Good practice. Um, thankfully, that doesn't happen as much as it used to. <laughs> there there was one time actually on that topic back in my indie, indie rock days, I had talked all my bandmates. I used to say yes to absolutely everything. Sure. But it was like out of desperation, you know, it was like yeah. if we play everywhere all the time, something great's going to happen. Sure. And that was not the strategy. <laughs> so I said yes to this show at a bowling alley, which could have been cool.
0: Absolutely. I'm already in. It whatever is okay.
1: <laughs> and it was on our guitar player's birthday. Oh no. And he was missing out on his free birthday steak at the what's Texas the, cattle yeah, Company. <laughs> yeah. And so we get there and we load in and they had canceled the
0: show and no one ever told us. No. So
1: we played to an empty room. I think my husband was there.
0: You know, it was just you serenading your husband. That's, that's very sweet.
1: Adam was so bummed because we didn't even load out in time for him to get back up here to
0: get his free steak. Oh no.
1: (laughs) He's vegan now though.
0: You know what? Maybe that was a turning point in his life.
1: (laughs) That was really embarrassing. (laughs) Really demoralizing.
0: Oh man. But uh, you made it through. You kept pushing on and here we are now. (laughs) All right. This is a question we're asking everybody on the podcast. And uh, for me, it's been a lot of fun just learning and hearing what people, uh, what their responses are to this. Okay. But what are you learning right now? And it could Mm. be a skill or like a deep life lesson. What do you got? Well, I'm an Enneagram four, so most of it's going to be deep life stuff. Uh, Please bring the heat.
1: Uh, I have been learning to trust my instincts. Okay. That's been the big theme in my life, I'd say, for the last year or so. Okay. Um, Because I feel like I used to, lean a lot on advice from other people because I couldn't necessarily pinpoint the voice inside like, and what it really wanted to do. And I didn't know if I could trust myself yet. Um, But over the last year, you know, and and again, with me, like everybody's different with their work and with their family life. But for me, it's all just so intertwined, yeah. you know, um, who I am creatively really is completely entangled with who I am all around. That's just how I'm made. Yeah. And so learning to trust my instincts on things like um, what performances to say yes to. And um, I started producing work for other people before I ever produced any for myself that's out there. You know, Mm, I co-produced my last album, but I was definitely not, you know, a hundred percent the captain of that ship. Mm -hmm. And so, last fall, uh, there's an artist, the artist that I was just telling you before we started taping. um, Her full record comes out November 4th, and her mother um, texted me, I believe, and asked me if I would produce an album for her. I had met them a few months prior at a festival, and. I said, well, she knew I'd been thinking about starting my own studio at home because, like, the pandemic, I had a writing room that I used to go to. I'd never really spent the time or the money to kind of gather a nice setup at home, not like a fancy big setup, but just like a clean, streamlined way I could record at home. Yeah. I just hadn't had the resources financially or the time, Mm -hmm. you know, to do it. And then the pandemic happened. Yeah. And we all had lots of time. (laughs) It happens. Lots of time. And so I, you know, kind of, created that space in the house, but I hadn't bought my gear even yet. And this wonderful woman named Amy texted me and said, Hey, I would love it if you would produce an album for live. And oh, I wow. said, that would be great. How about next year? And she said, well, here's the thing. Here's when she graduates and it needs to happen in January. If it's going to happen. Oh, wow. And I was like, this is like November.
0: I was oh, like, wow.
1: Uh, I don't even know if I can get the interface that I was trying to order. Yeah. <laughs> then, So I literally, but I knew I could do it. Like I've, I've been in and out of studios since I was six years old. That was yeah. my first time in the recording studio. Like I've, I've, engineered. I've, I've set up, I've arranged, I've, I've done all of the things. It's just never had my name on it. I've yeah. never been like the responsible person. You yeah. Know? So this was like ripping the training wheels off, but also I'm blindfolded. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> cause it's like, we're just careening forward. I don't know what's going to happen. And uh, I literally had gear coming in. Like she, she gets to her Airbnb and I was waiting on like one last thing to be delivered Oh man, in January. But all that being said, as nerve wracking as that was to like get her in and get the session set up and like go through that process, I like kind of realized how easy it was for me to create in that way Yeah. while I was making it for her. I was mm-hmm. like, like you were saying, I was like, this is not scary. This is awesome.
0: Yeah.
1: I can totally do this. Yeah. And that's been sort of like learning to lean more into that. Yeah. You know, it's like, I can totally do this. I can mm-hmm. trust, I can trust what my gut is telling me. Yeah you know and conversely like what my gut is saying say no to yeah i should listen to that too yeah you know so that's been the big thing that i'm working on
0: yeah i think in life figuring out which voices are worth mm-hmm. listening to is super important yeah um like your the the contents of your closest people yes. can make or break you and absolutely. so absolutely um and at the same time like listening to the voice Your Jiminy Cricket, you know, trying to figure out what, uh, like what is the right path to take, Mm -hmm. and there's no guarantee you're always going to make the right choice, right? right. And so it's scary and Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, everything in the middle. But if you can continue to just try to take the right next step forward, yeah, uh, and listen to the right voices, that's that's and having people that
1: genuinely love you around you, they don't, you don't need a lot of them, Mm -hmm. just a couple people that really like see you as you actually are, yeah and love that person. Yeah. Usually that and your instincts are going to be at least pretty
0: close. Yeah, for sure.
1: You know? And yeah, I've, I've been learning that a lot. I mean, even on this recent, the session I just wrapped this morning, there was a moment where I was like, OMG, I have a lot of ideas happening here. I really hope this works. <laughs> and then last night I got done with the rough mix and I was like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it totally worked. <laughs> um, so this is a story just based off of that one yeah. thing. Uh, I heard a story about uh, it was Michael Jackson recording. I want to say bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, have you heard this story before? Just based off which that?
1: one is that the that's not the one where Eddie Van Halen walked in and played the guitar solo. That's um, I we're 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 terrible pop music
0: history. Here's people the right deal now. back to the whole like needing your <laughs> phone thing. When I watch a movie or a TV show, I'm immediately on IMDb trying to figure out yeah, who's yeah, who. Yeah. So like, I've got a bunch of pop culture in my brain. Yeah. I can never remember. Okay. So, but back to this Michael yeah, uh, Jackson yeah, yeah. story. So this is bad. Yeah. Uh, bad or thriller or something like that. Yeah. Um, they, Uh, They recorded it and like, they're like, this isn't right. And they recorded it again Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, they recorded it two or three times. And then, uh, so for those of you who aren't into music stuff, they mixed it. Mm -hmm. And so then they did, I think it was 99 mixes of it.
1: That does not surprise me.
0: And so they did 99 mixes of Thriller or Bad or something. And uh, I think it was uh, Quincy Jones or some other Mm -hmm. like legendary producer walked in and was like, play me the third one. Mm -hmm. And they went with the third one. (laughs) So they've done all that work, like overthinking it and rethinking it when they could have just like stuck with like what they had done originally and like stuck with what they knew.
1: Absolutely. That is so true.
0: And (laughs) for all you music historians out there who are listening and you're like, Mike, you're an idiot. That's completely wrong. It was Billie Jean. I don't know. Don't, don't, don't sue me. So, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, sticking to your gut and uh, listening to the right voices can really, uh, make a difference and it does probably save you a ton of time sometimes too.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: 96 more takes of, uh, uh, mixes of a song. Yes. All right, so we are at my favorite part of the podcast, and I hope it's your favorite part as well. This is I call it the common ground round, mm-hmm. where I try to figure out if maybe you and I are alike. Okay. So we are uh, we're more than ten episodes into this, and so far, no one's gotten these the same as okay. me. So okay. these are a couple. This is oh, that it's questions. Like high stakes now. You should feel a lot of pressure. I okay. I expect you to cry at some point. Um, just wait. Kidding. Are
1: we both left-handed?
0: I am not. Oh, okay. I was just grabbing I pen. almost
1: got really excited. But Are you a lefty? Mm-hmm.
0: I'll look at you, Southpaw. Mm-hmm. I am. Um, Explains a lot. I actually, I kind of wonder if I should have been left-handed just because my, okay, so number one, mm-hmm. uh, people listening can't see this. This is how I hold my pen, mm-hmm. which is just like a lefty, or mm-hmm. a lot of lefties. And I do the whole yeah, inward curve thing. Yeah. So there's some times where I wonder if. Uh, this
1: teacher wasn't. Putting it in your other hand. I don't know. Left yeah. brain,
0: right brain business. Yeah. Um, and when I first started learning how to play the guitar, mm-hmm. actually I learned on bass first, but I wanted mm-hmm. to hold it like a lefty. So me and Paul McCartney. But uh, who knows? So <laughs> <laughs> uh, all the same, I've got horrible handwriting, and so this is going to be tough for both of us. So. Great. All right. So uh, these are a couple of this or that questions. I'll ask okay. you. We'll write them down and reveal them at the same time. Okay. Are you ready for this? I'm so excited. You should be all right. Uh, would you rather surf Instagram or TikTok? Mm, this one's actually really tough for me because I love them both, and um, I'm just gonna go with my heart. Here we go. Three, two, one. What you got? Oh, oh, oh. you went Instagram, I went TikTok. So, what uh, you, you love the IG?
1: I mean, by comparison,
0: again, I, we talked about this earlier. I just I get so lost and people are so funny on the internet,
1: but I need to get back. I need to get back on it.
0: You don't like for the sake of your life. (laughs) You don't (laughs) because it will just uh, devour all of your time. (laughs) All right. Um, uh, You seem like a semi healthy person. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so this is uh, just for fun. Okay. Uh, Would you rather have a smoothie or a milkshake? Mm -hmm. Got some letters. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. You went smoothie. I went milkshake. You knew what? I was going to say smoothie. I, I had no you idea. You knew me
1: for an hour, and you knew it was not going to be a milkshake.
0: Uh, all right. So what is? <laughs> all right. So you went smoothie. What's your go-to smoothie?
1: Um, we like to make them at home. Uh, okay. Like so that's such a hippie granola thing. to uh, We like to make our smoothies at home.
0: I also like to make it at home. Um, my wife on a whim bought a magic bullet. This oh, those is things
1: are amazing. six or eight
0: months ago. And I was like, and, and it was like supposed to be a gift for me. And I was like, babe, why did you do that? Like, I don't yeah. want a magic bullet. Yeah. This is dumb. And like now, like two times a week, I'm making a smoothie. Yeah. And we she- love it.
1: <laughs> I'll throw like some kombucha in there sometimes too. And like make it a little bubbly. Okay. Miss fancy.
0: Yeah. You know. All right. So what's your, like, what's your dream smoothie? Um, some berries. Okay.
1: Some like hippy trippy almond yogurt. Okay. Some <laughs> collagen powder because that makes it really creamy. Okay. And they'll splash kombucha and splash of juice. Any okay. kind of juice, whatever's in the fridge.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm somewhat similar. I will go uh, berries, sometimes spinach if I'm mm, feeling spinach healthy. Spinach is good and it's Throw some fiber in there. Um. Uh. And then recently we started putting yogurt in ours. Love that. That it's just fantastic. Yeah. You can't go wrong with a little bit of yogurt. And then some, I usually go orange juice. That's where I, I stick at. That's a at. solid choice. Yeah. So, and I'll throw a banana in there because why mm-hmm. not? i short. All right. So um, we are not doing great here no, so we're far. we're not. Hopefully. Maybe, we're,
1: maybe you're not like me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, what here's a bummer. here's what I like that to say. We both do enjoy smoothies, but if I get my choice, I'm going milkshake. Um, Will I regret it later? Yes. Am I going to do it anyway? Yes. I went through a a kick. It's been a couple summers ago when uh, we got like three or four times a week, a strawberry milkshake, Mm -hmm. and it definitely hurt my waistline. It definitely hurt. Our plumbing, everything. It was yeah, horrible. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> Was it the, did you guys do the Parkdale?
0: Parksdale's good. I, I actually, what's your favorite? Might, and this is gonna be like a curveball for a lot of people. I really enjoy PDQ's really? strawberry milkshake. I don't know what they do or how they do it, Mm -hmm. but, and they have those like really thick straws. Mm -hmm. So they
1: do have those fat straws. Yeah.
0: And, um, fat is probably a good word in this situation.
1: Sturdy, (laughs) large
0: straws. Chonky, I believe is a good word for it. Yeah. The, um, but man, I, I drank so many milkshakes that summer. I kind of had to like swear it off for a little bit, but recently my kids have been like on a, like they want milkshake kicks Mm -hmm. and. I, you know what? I oblige. So
1: <laughs> my kids can never hear that, that you said that, uh,
0: if your kids are listening, uh, fast forward, please. All right. So, <laughs> All right. So, uh, I'll, all right, let's figure this out. All right. So you are at home, mm-hmm. uh, Tuesday night and you're just around the house. Mm-hmm. Are you going socks or barefoot? Barefoot all the way. Well, we're not going to have to write that down. Sorry, I, down. I forgot. I forgot. Whoops. <laughs> 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 all right. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Yeah, I am usually, let's say we're like, I would go barefoot too. Yeah. uh, Unless
1: it's cold though.
0: Okay. Uh, We do live in Florida though. So that is about three nights out of the year here. So.
1: If I'm on tour, I take those um, Smartwool hiking socks with me. And those are like my slippers.
0: Are those the ones with the toes on them? No. Are those toe socks? Those are terrifying to me. (laughs) I was really really hoping you had toe socks.
1: I know people, but they're not my friends.
0: All right. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> We're going to write these down Sorry, this time. I'm, watching- such,
1: I'm, I'm an outlaw.
0: Yeah, I'm watching and I've you. only
1: ro- broken one rule so far. You've done so good. So, Everybody's well, proud of you. Well, no, I actually didn't answer a question. I just made up my own thing.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> you know You're two strikes in right now. I, I, we've only got two more questions to go, but you need to. Okay. You are <laughs> I'm, towing I'm a good, thin line, man. All right, up. here we go. Uh, mode of transportation. Are you going car or truck? Ooh. okay 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 (laughs) um all right (laughs) oh man i saw your answer before and here we go three (laughs) two one i wrote car she wrote truck what is happening right now all right explain yourself where are you going truck
1: um because i i think i drove the sequoia here Maybe that's why.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Actually, my favorite car I've ever had was a Jeep Wagoneer. Okay. Like a 1980 with the wood on the sides. And I've always just liked trucks. Okay. Like old trucks.
0: I I enjoy a truck. I don't enjoy the responsibility that comes along with them. True. I don't want to be that guy.
1: People always need you. It's true. And you don't want to be needed that way.
0: You know what? But maybe uh, narcissistically, I do want to be needed that way. I'm not sure. (laughs) Um, So I might change my answer, but I do. Here's my requirements for a car. It has to have an engine that works. Mm -hmm. um, AC, because we live in Florida. And Bluetooth. That's like, I'm pretty mm-hmm. easy going as far as vehicles mm-hmm. go. So as long as it runs, it has air conditioning and I can listen to my music. I'm pretty set to go.
1: We got our first minivan this year.
0: Ah, how are you enjoying it? Oh
1: my gosh. I don't know how we lived.
0: Are you but loving like,
1: it? It's good for everything in my life.
0: <sighs> yes. I'm sorry. Everybody listening. I just clapped really loud into the microphone.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's good for... Playing shows yeah. It's good for carrying kids around. Yep. Like the speakers are nice in there. Sure. Like the Bluetooth works great. That's all you need. <laughs> <laughs> my back doesn't hurt after a road trip anymore. It's
0: amazing. So we had a minivan for a few years uh, uh, with our kids and I love our minivan. I loved our minivan. We recently switched over to an SUV and like I had like a, a quick season of mourning. Yeah. Um. It's it's more my wife's day to day vehicle. And so yeah. we wanted her to have what she wanted yeah. to have. But I, I love, like, I learned how to drive in a minivan. Really? Yeah. So growing up, my parents had a, um, I think it was almost as old as me minivan. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, by the time I was driving, that's what I learned to drive on. Yeah. And, um, this is like the anti-car for me now. Like the AC didn't work, mm-hmm. um, at some certain points, the windshield wipers didn't work. Um, there was just like, it was in Florida, yeah. that seems
1: so dangerous
0: driving down uh, the main road in our town with, uh, like my head out the window when it was raining, it was horrible. Um, <laughs> but man, I loved that car. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's amazing. All right.
0: We got one more. Okay. Um, we, we've only got one out of four so far. Um, but we're doing good. We're doing so like we're having I, a good time. I'm having a great time. I yeah. feel like we're really connecting outside of not connecting at all. <laughs> all, right. all right. Are you ready for the last one here? Okay. Um, you seem like your your musical genre is orange blossom country. country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is outside of that range completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, If given the chance to listen to music or perform music, let's just open it up to the world here. Mm -hmm. Would you rather play rock or hip hop? Rock. All right. (laughs) Well, this is the end of the episode, Rachel. (laughs) It was a pleasure having you on. How dare you? Um, But... If it means anything, I was going to say the same thing. I love rock music. Me too. Um, whoop, that's gone forever. <laughs> um, I love some rock and roll. Um, just put another dime in the jukebox, baby. Yeah, um, yeah so... Um, <laughs> Excellent. Okay. So we're, we were two out of five. I don't feel horrible about that. It wasn't the worst. No, we weren't. And, and, you know, we had a good time doing Mm -hmm. it. Okay. So we're at the end here and uh, there's people that uh, probably today was the first time they're getting to Mm -hmm. hear from you um, in a completely nonsensical, non-musical situation. And so uh, if somebody wanted to follow along with you to find out more about your music, mm-hmm. to find out about you, where's the best place for them to get to know you a little better?
1: Um, so my handle is vanplating okay. on all the social medias. So find me on Instagram, vanplating, uh,
0: Facebook, It is one T, not two. One T. <laughs> so it's V-A-N-P-L-A-T-I-N-G. Yeah. So. And on Twitter. Okay. So. Get um, those spicy tweets. So get the
1: spicy tweets. It's a fun <laughs> time over there. I got some wacky friends on Twitter. They are wild.
0: I've never been a big Twitter guy, but.
1: You know, you'd be surprised. Like there's that music is on Twitter. Like musicians, oh, artists are all, everybody's on Twitter. It's, there you go. It's like a slack for musicians, pretty much. That's our slack thread. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm
0: going to dial up at Bono and see if we can't hang out sometime. We we'll, should. We'll get it figured out. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel, thank you so much for being here. This was so much fun, and for everyone listening, thank you for listening this week. We can't wait to see you next week when we have Taylor Swift. I don't know, just need to maybe Taylor, if you're out there, uh,
1: she just dropped a new record.
0: Yeah, dropping midnight on all of us. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> thanks for having me.
0: Thanks so much.